0: Hey V1 Church, this is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli. I want to welcome you to church today. I am here in our Queens location, and this is where I broadcast to over 2 million people a month. If you know me from the broadcast, I want to say hello and welcome to church this Sunday. As a matter of fact, can you all drop a comment right now and let me know where you are watching from? And I want to give some shout outs to start this thing off right. If you are in any one of our new Indiana watch parties. Come on, we opened up some new homes because it was time to divide, to multiply. I want you to just throw a comment right now or if you're in a living room, just start clapping and celebrating what God is doing in your region. You know, Sunday was insane I mean, Easter Sunday globally was off the charts. And I know I'm not behind my typical pulpit and you don't see me on stage right now, but I specifically wanted to be here in the Queen's location because I'm gonna take you on a virtual tour across all of our locations to show you what God's been doing. And Pastor Mike, what are you talking about? Like, this is so weird. Yeah, okay, just go with it. I'm gonna teach you some very profound things this Sunday. And here's why. Because God wants you to understand that there is a power in testimony. There's a power in testimony. When you tell a God story, that God story becomes testimony. As a matter of fact, and I want you to write this down for your notes, a testimony transforms into prophecy that declares God, do it again. Okay, you didn't hear me. What do I mean do it again? I mean this. If you save their son from drugs and alcohol, come on, save my son from drugs and alcohol. Do I have any mothers saying, let that testimony become a prophecy for my life? The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean? It means if he did it for them, he's gonna do it for you. Come on, you're gonna have to shout me down through this screen right now. You're gonna have to say amen. You're gonna have to hit an emoji or something. And, and, and here's the thing. It was Resurrection Sunday last Sunday, and we had V1 New York and we had V1 Indiana going up. As a matter of fact, V1 Indiana, I'm telling you, I am excited to announce that I am going to be back in the month of May, and I will personally want to see you at the Art Theater in Hobart. V1 New York, how good was it to be together? We completely filled out those two services. And then V1 Global, how many of you are watching online where we had our most viewed, most shared services ever? Come on. Now, we're going to be sharing some of the most dramatic, compelling stories from those services, from those locations, as well as our online, because we want you to know that for some of you, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word, the word of God. Scripture comes alive in our lives through our testimonies. Luke chapter 8, verse 39 says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And it says, and the man who had been. Healed, went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. See, there was a miracle that happened in his personal life, and he said, Go home and tell. And it went from his home to his entire city. You know how you win a city testimony? testimony. That's how you win a city. That testimony, Luke chapter 8, verse 39 says that. Okay, I'm going to break through some skepticism. I'm going to break through some doubt because we're going to not just tell you, we're going to show you. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 says, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Don't be ashamed. You got to tell your story. Some of you right now forgot that you are a living testimony. Some of you forgot Easter is a celebration of resurrection. But listen, Jesus was resurrected the third day he comes out of the tomb. And you know what he says? I am going to live eternally to prove that you are going to live eternally. That is how it works. And see, whatever you see done in this service throughout this duration of time, because I'm gonna be, it's, it's gonna be incredible. We're gonna show you testimonies. We want you to hear from other people. I'm gonna tell you some of my compelling stories. Just know that it always occurs in the kingdom so that it can occur in your life and you can believe because of what you see happen in someone else's life. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they have conquered him Come on, the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death man, there's something about being wholehearted. V1. Psalm chapter 71, verse 15 through 18. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. That's another way of saying more testimonies happen in my life than I could even know in my mind. Some of you got saved from tragedies that never happened. I wish you heard me preaching from a couch right now in Queens, New York City. Some of you have a testimony of what didn't happen to you, and you're like, oh God, I'm so down. I feel like you've forsaken me. He's like, are you kidding me? I saved you from stuff that never happened to you. I wish you would shout me down in the comments. Somebody share this broadcast, because in the next several minutes, as you hear these stories, I'm telling you there's going to be a change in atmosphere. It's already starting now, a shifting in the atmosphere, because testimony. Changes atmospheres. Psalm chapter 66, verse 16. Come and hear. All you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. Sometimes the testimonies are what happens in your mind, in your emotions. Come on, there's healing that takes place. Even when I begin to talk about testimony, you feel that shift happening. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. So everyone who tells the testimony of what I did in their life, this is Jesus talking. I'm also going to make them a testimony before my Father who is in heaven. First Peter chapter three, verse 15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. You may just tell you one of the best defenses you have against your atheistic friends or your friends who don't believe in Jesus is your story. It's your life. Some of you are like, Pastor Mike, I don't know science. You know that you should have been dead, but you're alive hearing my voice right now. I would say that that's a scientific miracle. Come on. The biggest testimony you have is your life. I want to read you one more scripture and then I want to tell you some stories. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 46. I will also speak of your testimony before kings and shall not be put to shame. Hear me, mother. Hear me, father hear me, single person, hear me, entrepreneur, come on, hear me, pastor and minister. It says this, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. Your testimony is, an, is a tremendously powerful weapon. And you will speak it before great people. You will speak it before kings and politicians. And come on, you will speak it before Instagram influencers. You will speak it before educators. You will speak it before mayors. You will speak your testimony among great men and women, and you will not be put to shame. Why? Because they won't be able to deny it. Come on. Do you feel that? So let me just tell you about a couple of things that happened last Uh, last Sunday. And I want this to ignite something in you. You know, we were at the space at Westbury in New York. And I was like, I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know who's going to watch online. And I just, you know, something inside of me said, I don't want to preach a typical Easter message because this is not a typical Easter year. And I said, God, I'm going to believe that you're going to meet us at the level of expectation. And so, what I did is, I said, I'm going to put all of my faith on the line because God rewards risk for the kingdom. God rewards risk for the kingdom. Write that down in your notes. If you're not taking a risk, you're not advancing the kingdom. If you're at one of the house parties, a watch party, where you open up your own home right now around the United States or even in other countries, you're like, this is a risk. This is kind of uncomfortable. Like I just allowed people into my home to watch a church service. Yeah, but that's how you advance the kingdom, one risk at a time. So I said, you know what? I I believe that when Paul was walking the road to Damascus, his name was actually Saul at that point, he encountered Jesus directly. Now, what didn't change his mind before that experience was someone's logical argument, someone's theological presentation. Actually, what changed him was an encounter. Do you see where I'm going with this? Thomas had to actually see Jesus for himself and have an encounter with him. And I started to see this pattern. Even in the sermon that I preached last week, I said, they went to the tomb, Mary, the mother of James. Come on, you know this, Mark chapter 16. And said, the angelic encounter was so so real that they were astonished and terrified, but they still left. Guess what changed their mind? Encounter. Encounter. They literally had to meet Jesus in resurrected form to say, I guess he's real. So then I said, you know what? If that's what it was like 2,000 years ago for, for Saul, who became Paul, for Mary, the mother of James, that people need encounter today. Come on, you need to encounter him in your living room right now. You need to encounter him at a V1 watch party. You need to encounter him wherever you're watching around the world. It's not enough to get another scientific explanation or another, hey, we we honor doctrine. We believe in sound doctrine. We teach doctrine. We we Believe we and we're going there. We teach the fundamentals of the faith. But if you have not had an encounter with Jesus and all you have is doctrine, you're in danger of becoming a Pharisee. <laughs> but when Pharisees who know doctrine but receive the revelation of Jesus through encounter, they become apostolic. Come on, that's how you get a soul from they get on mission. Now they're impassioned to tell the whole world about Jesus. I don't, okay, listen. When I was in that environment, I said, I'm going to put everything on the line right now. I am going to risk everything right now. So the culmination of my whole sermon last week was let's encounter the risen King. So all of a sudden we go into that moment. If you were there in the room or watching last week, people started weeping from front to back. And as they begin to weep from front to back, people started manifesting demons. Now, I just want to say as a side note, V1 Church is a church that believes in total freedom. There's some freedom that you need through a counseling journey in biblical-based counseling. There's some journey that you need in your physical body because you need to change your diet. You need to begin to work out and exercise. But there is some freedom that's reserved only for deliverance. Jesus cast demons out. It was the only ministry that he introduced into the earth. You had seen already preaching and proclamation and prophecy. And you've seen teaching. You had seen all the different ministries. But the work of deliverance, Jesus said, I'm here to confront works of darkness. And he cast demons out. And one of the biggest indicators that the true Jesus, come on. Not the the social justice warrior Jesus that makes us feel good that we serve some people. And hey, we're going to do that and continue to do that. Not the moral teacher Jesus who has some good philosophical lessons that we choose what we listen to and choose what we don't listen to like it's a TED Talk. Not that Jesus. I'm talking about the resurrected King Jesus. The one that has power in his name. The one that one drop of his blood when it was spilt at Calvary was enough to satiate the sins of the entire world. That Jesus was in the room. And when he came in the room, demons started manifesting just like they did when the real Jesus of Nazareth was on planet earth in flesh. When he showed up through the Holy Spirit at the space at Westbury, that's when it got wild. So yes, we had people puking, vomiting, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know why? Because Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her. You can read about it in the book of Mark. And after she had seven demons cast out of her, she became the main evangelist. So we had people puking. We had people from over five states that drove out and they got hotels to stay literally on Long Island so that they can attend the services. Now, that's a demand for freedom. There was also a moment where our worship team just got all down on their knees and just begin to pour out in worship. And it was a sovereign, holy, unplanned, spontaneous moment because we just had to acknowledge that Jesus was encountering people in the room. I want to tell you a really weird story, though, because this is one of my testimonies that really blew me away. You know, in the weeks leading up to Easter, I was praying for my neighborhood, as I often do. And I was walking through the streets just doing a prayer walk, and I saw this vision in the spirit of three angels behind me. Now, some of you might think, Pastor Mike's lost his mind. Well, can I just tell you that the scriptures tell us that we entertain angels unaware sometimes? In other words, you may have already encountered an angel, and you are unaware of that experience. That's how real the spiritual realm is and how often it interacts with our world. So guess what? You may have entertained an angel unaware. So I had this vision of three angels behind me. And the Lord told me he's elevating the level of assignment on my life. So he's increasing the protection. So I kept that. And I said, okay, I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket. Well, after I got off the stage, second service last week, I went down to use the restroom. And watch, as I was using the restroom, this guy's washing his hands and, and he's crying. He's weeping. And he's like, I mean, bloodshot eyes. Pastor Mike, I have to tell you about something I saw. It was so crazy. Pastor Mike, I, I've never experienced anything quite like this. He goes, when you got up there to do the transition, all of a sudden I saw three huge angels behind you. And he goes, there one on each side of the stage and then one big angel behind you. And he was like, it was the craziest thing. And he's crying. He's still crying. I said, listen, he goes, I know that sounds crazy. I said, not only does it not sound crazy, but you just confirmed something I saw in prayer weeks ago. And guess what? We're both less crazy because we because we confirmed it for each other. Come on, listen, isn't that amazing? The spiritual realm is real, and it's interacting with the natural realm. Don't believe me? Read Psalm 91. He'll send his angels concerning you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Angels are, are, are a, real, a real thing. And he, this guy had an encounter in service, an angelic, an angelic uh, vision that confirmed a vision I had in prayer. Okay, I've got so many more stories, but I, here's what I want to do. V1 New York off the charts. All this was happening, people were watching online. I've got screenshot after screenshot of people seeing these things happening in their living room while they're watching. But I want to cut over to my man, Joe Angelo. Pastor Joe and Pastor Chrissy have been leading and pastoring and stewarding this large and growing group of people in Northwest Indiana as we are preparing for an Indiana V1 launch. And I want you to hear some of the stories that happened while they were in in the room. And man, I'm telling you, there's some tearjerker moments. And then I also want you to see some testimonies from some others as a part of our digital community. So Pastor Joe, tell us some testimonies.
1: Man, thank you so much, Pastor Mike. Oh, thank you for encouraging us with the word Uh, because we know the things that we saw on Easter, it happened because it happens in here. We truly believe uh, that what we saw and what we read about that happened thousands of years ago is still alive Today and is happening today. So, thank you for teaching us the word, helping us dive into the word, and seeing what people ex- experienced on Easter is a reflection of what God promises in His Word. So, I have a couple of stories I'm super excited about right here in Indiana. So, we had our Easter pop up at the Hobart Art Theater, and it went amazing. We had kids ministry. We had live worship. We had live message. Uh, we had people that just felt loved. Uh, obviously you'll see photos, videos online on here, um, that we had just lines outside the door. And matter of fact, there was uh, one woman who came and she was amazed by the line outside the door. Um, and, and this woman actually is pastor Mike's sister, Sarah. And she was talking to my mom, who my mom was helped overseeing the greeters at the time. Um, on on Easter at the art theater and uh, Sarah was just sharing with her and expressing uh, what it felt like having her family move to New York and uh, and really how that's hard you know like that can be a hard thing that 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 your your parents are gone your brother's gone you know who are you here with you know obviously she has her husband and and children and things but but to know like man you know it feels like your your closest family are gone um and so I, I, I saw her and I was able to come up and talk to her and just even said, I was like, how crazy is it uh, that you don't have to go to New York for V1, but V1 comes to you? Like that's how much God God sees you and loves you. And, and so we go on you know, to service, have, have worship, have the message. And um, I, I don't see Sarah again, uh, but I get a, a message later um, from Pastor Mike, from Pastor Julie. Uh, I, I hear from my mom and just how the excitement that she felt in that room, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that knowing that what she was part of, man, this made me tear up thinking about it, that what she was part of in Indiana is what she wants to be a part of in New York, but she knows she's called to Indiana and so what does God do? He brings V1 to Indiana for her to be ministered to, for her to rededicate her life to Christ, for her to just get lost in worship and come into the arms of the Father. And so, man, that's, that's, that's one of the stories that we just, we heard. And again, I think how amazing that we have family, literally family that's coming in uh, to church and giving their life to Christ at V1. Another story is that um, a couple from our church, Steph, or, uh, Katie and um, Stephen uh, Lehman, uh, they, they're, they're amazing. They, they're evangelists at heart, they really are. And uh, yeah, on, I don't know if it was on Good Friday, if it was on Saturday, they were at Walmart and they, they ran into to a man and just invited him to the V1 pop-up Easter service. And uh, this man ended up coming, brought his wife, brought his two children. I got to meet him before service. Uh, then after service, uh, I was outside, you know, just with the crowds trying to talk with everybody, connect and everything. And uh, I, I saw them walk out and I, I was like, what'd you think? And, and the wife having tears in her eyes, the boys, the youngest boy was crying because he did not want to leave V1 kids. And the dad who said, I didn't realize how much I needed this. And just, I mean, the most serious face. Like I, I've been missing so much. And to think, if Stephen and Katie would not have stepped out and invited this family at Walmart to the V1 Easter pop-up, um, what what would have happened? This whole family gave their lives to Christ. Like, like a legacy has been forever changed because of what they experienced on Easter. Sunday. Um, another story that we have um, is uh, our good friend Todd. Uh, he, he invited his friend Mike uh, to actually the, the East Chicago service last week to come see Pastor Mike, and he came. Um, that's my email. Uh, and then he came, um, he invited him to the Easter pop-up service, and he came, he showed up. And one of the things that this man has been going through that so many people have gone through in life is a place of being hurt by faith. Hurt by a religion, hurt by a person, hurt by when, when a pastor doesn't live up to expectations, hurt, hurt when the church doesn't reach out when they, when they should. And it can cause somebody to put up a wall, not just to people, not just to the church, not just to a pastor, but to God. And a wall had been just built up brick by brick by brick uh, in, this, in front of this man and in front of God. And he left Easter Sunday telling Todd, not only will I be back, I'm bringing my family. And Todd was able to share with us that his mom is a mother who is a praying mother. She's been praying for this man to come back to the Lord for so many years and to think because V1, because Pastor Mike came last week to our Easter or to our um, East Chicago service. Um, and then now that we had our Easter pop up, our V1 Easter pop up, that we're giving place, people a place to recover, to reset to have a restart in life. And I just think that is absolutely amazing that we are seeing that. We're seeing it happen. It's being fulfilled. We're seeing the lost being found by God. He's drawing them in. The Bible says that he woos them to himself. And we saw that this Easter. And so it's amazing. I cannot wait for our next pop-up service, but don't just take Pastor Mike's word for it and my word for it. We want you to hear firsthand from some of the people that have stories that forever changed their lives. Check out their stories.
0: Basically in my life, I've been in a place recently where I feel stuck, I feel like I can't move forward no matter what I do, cry out to God, I go for a fast, I do this and I do that, and I do what everybody tells me to do. Today, God has been telling me that it's okay to let go of things and the reason that I'm not moving forward is not because of anything that I can control, it's because I have things in my heart that I haven't let go of things from my past that I haven't been able to move forward from and God is telling me that it's okay to just bring these things to him and let them go they're not for me to handle anymore they're for him
1: they're not my burdens to bear anymore and I feel like he's taking a weight off of me right now I feel lighter I feel great well, from the minute I got here and I started listening to the music I just felt a huge presence of Jesus and God And this isn't the first occasion. I just felt a rush through my body. And I did come in with a certain soreness today and I haven't been feeling the best. And once the sermon was done and the word was done from Pastor Mike and the music, my soreness is gone. And I just felt this overwhelming rush through my body. So it's so evident that Jesus and God are here right now. And they're just here to help everyone. They're here to heal anyone who needs to be healed. And um, every time I come to this church, I walk out feeling much better than I did when I came in. And I just hope that this church continues to do good, which I know it will. And uh, it's amazing. I love this place. I had this overwhelming sense of guilt and
0: shame, just like really about how I was living my life and the kind of person that I was. But as I was thinking about that, I just heard the voice of God say that you're the light of the world, that you cannot... Keep yourself under a bowl and so as I recognized that I realized that this shame I was feeling was not of him it was from the enemy and as as that revelation came upon me it just like brought the scales from my eyes
1: and I started to weep because I realized how wrong I was wow. and he basically just took that shame from me and replaced it with his mercy and grace and love
0: Right now, I want you to just believe in faith that these testimonies are becoming a prophecy declaring, God, do it again. God, if you save their family member, come on, V1. God, if you heal them of this sickness. God, if you restore their mind. Come on. How many of you have been moved by these stories? I want to just create an opportunity because if you are with others at a watch party, I dare you to begin to pray for each other. I'm going to release you in the next few moments to begin to act on these testimonies, to begin to convert them into your own testimonies. And and see, the thing is, V1 Church has been literally built on a foundation of evidence that God can do it, okay? Now watch, this is something that you need to hear. Psalm chapter 26, verse seven says, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. You've got to use your own mouth to say it aloud. And maybe if you're right now, oh man, I need a testimony, but I feel stuck. Even more the reason to say, before I get up from this service, it's my turn. It's my time now. So what I want you to do is this. I want you to think about what you have need of. I want you to think about the thing in your heart that you're like god I'm believing right now. For some of you watching it may be I need a relationship with Jesus Christ because all I ever had was the Jesus of religion, the Jesus of church services, the Jesus of tradition. That that's that's what God is trying to do right now is to bring you to the next level of encounter. The next level I need deliverance, Pastor Mike. I need freedom. I need to I need to walk. Guess what? It's happening now now is the time now is the time of freedom now is the time of deliverance now is the time of healing come on Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 says and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come All nations, we are a global voice of the gospel, declaring it to all nations right now. And every single one of you that shared, shared in the Facebook groups, shared via text message, shared when you typed your friend's name in and tagged them right now, we are fulfilling Matthew chapter 24, verse 14 that says, and the gospel of the kingdom, not of church services, not of religion and tradition, the kingdom, come on, the fullness of it, will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. So right now, you are that testimony. What Jesus is about to do in your body is that testimony what Jesus is about to do in your mind is that testimony to all nations do you believe it come on somebody say i believe it come on i believe it just step into this place of faith i want to pray over you right now just stretch your hands out in a sign of surrender some of you whether you're sitting on a couch whether you're seated at your seated at your chair come on if you're wherever you are just just raise your hands in a, in a posture of surrender father i pray right now as we surrender our lives completely to you, that we become a living, breathing testimony. Cancerous cells, we command them to die in the name of Jesus right now. Genetic diseases, we praise you, Father, in advance that our genes are being encoded with your glory. And Father, things that science cannot solve, you are solving it right now because you are the great physician. God, I thank you now that you are healing us in our minds, that someone's emotions, I see someone right now being healed in the area of their emotions right now, things that you have not been able to get clarity over right now. There's clarity, clarity, clarity. There is a calmness and a peace being released right now in the area of emotions. Father, someone is a living, breathing testimony of surrender right now. Lord, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing in this global V1 family, V1 Queens, V1 Long Island, V1 Indiana. Come on, someone's getting vision right now for what can happen. Even as you saw the testimonies, you're starting to say, maybe in London too, maybe in South Africa too, maybe in Canada too, maybe in Ecuador too, maybe, come on, you see what I'm saying? God will take a maybe and turn it into a miracle, right? Right now, Father, I thank you. Somebody, I see a vision right now of someone's kid literally has been watching this broadcast. And as your kid has been watching it, God just sowed some seeds of faith into your child. Place, parents, do this. Place your hand on your parents or on your children right now. Parents, place your hand on your children. Use this moment, foster this moment. Come on, nurture this moment. Father, right now, I just thank you that a child has been activated, that their faith is activated right now, God. In Jesus' name, come on around the world, we said amen and amen. V1, you are a part of something special. When people from Connecticut, New Jersey, when people from literally North Carolina, when people start driving in for church, when people come into Indiana and they begin to fill up a venue that, you know, somebody got invited. This is the crazy thing from a Walmart the night before and their whole family got saved the next day. You can't make that up. This is the Jesus movement that we've been waiting for. I want to end on this testimony. I went to California and I didn't know that more than one or two people were going to show up. 200 plus people showed up at Newport Beach, at that Corona Del Mar, that Pirates Cove Beach. But you know what I didn't know? I didn't know that I had actually stepped into a Kairos moment because I want to tell you what you're a part of. Ten years ago, when I was still living in Indiana, I got a word from God. And that word that I got from God ten years ago was that I was going to be a part of a Jesus movement. It was going to be a global movement. And see, what I didn't know is that that Jesus movement originated in California. I knew that, but what I didn't know is that the baptisms that they did were at Pirates Bay Cove. And Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith would baptize by the hundreds every month for two years straight as the Jesus movement was erupting in the late 60s and early 70s. And I stood in the very same place that Lonnie Frisbee baptized people in California all those decades later, and fulfilled this Kairos moment. Guys, I went to Chicago. Hundreds of people came out. I went back to New York. Then we had services in the space at Westbury. Hundreds of people coming out, people driving, getting hotels. We are in Jesus Movement 2.0. And I'm telling you this much. Hell is trembling right now, and heaven is rejoicing, Right now, some of you just during my prayer encountered a healing. During my prayer, encounter to salvation where somebody just came before Jesus wholeheartedly and gave their life. You are alive for this moment. You survive for this moment. I'm asking some Mary Magdalens to get loud about Jesus and start telling their hometown. I'm asking for one out of the 10 lepers to actually become an evangelist and go out and tell. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? I'm asking for you to get loud now. This is bigger than logos and egos in the low. This is about a Jesus people movement. I'm telling you straight up, it's only the month of April coming into May. I'm believing that on our beaches, we're going to baptize in the hundreds again. I believe that we are going to see something like never before begin to take place in our earth and you survive for this. You're about to see the reason why you survived the car accident, the reason why you survived the divorce, the reason why you refused to give up after it felt like it was. I'm so stirred up in my spirit right now, guys. I need you. You're going to be casting out demons. You're going to be healing people as you lay hands on them. You're going to be leading them to Jesus. This is not a one man show. And I had to do a testimony Sunday. to let those testimonies. I wanted you to see the video. I wanted you to see the pictures, but I wanted you to see it for this reason. And I waited the whole service to say this, your turn, tag, you're it, tag, you're it. Something special is happening right now. Tag, you're it. Come on, tap somebody next to you at a watch party and say, Tag, you're it. Because right now I'm tagging you in Australia. I'm tagging you in London. I'm tagging you in Canada. I'm tagging you in California. I'm tagging you in Florida. Tag, you're it. Come on, tag, you're it. It's your turn now. Now you cast out the next demon. You lead the next person to Jesus. You disciple the next person. Tag, you're it. Let's start the Jesus movement. Guys, if this service impacted you, if you a testimony. Let's keep it going. Tag us on Instagram. Let us know your testimony right now, because this this is a divine appointment kind of day. This is something that I'm trying to stoke the fires. I'm starting, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm telling you, there is a reason why I stayed alive. There is a reason why you stayed alive. Let's be about it. Tag, your are it. I'll see you this week online, in person, around the world. Let's go be the wild ones.